keep your friends close, but your enemies even closer. Well, I couldn't be any closer to mine because the movie men are back. Oh, Ollie Britton's here. Come on. Mark Stack. All right. And Tony Harrison. New Tony Harrison. How are we, gents? New Tony Harrison. Happy Tony He's Harrison. He's happy yeah. now. Yeah. Woody's. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison or Harrison? I'm really good. Oh, How's everyone else? I'm good. What, what's the What's the new Tony Harrison bring to the world? Uh, less drinking. Less drinking. More happiness. Sounds boring. Um, what's that? Wearing head all black. You're wearing Tony? all black. Yeah, I'm wearing all black. Did we go out last night and get real. <laughs> f- yeah, I'm, I can't, actually, there's actually more drinking involved. It's <laughs> <laughs> the secret to life. Oh, like so the more denials. So that's yeah. What but I'm telling people I don't drink. That's start. a start. That's a first. <laughs> that's the first step. Is it? Is that on the twelfth? Lying program? about your alcoholism is the first step. That's not on the twelfth step, bro. Cool. Well, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and someone else is back. Is Shia Buff. I hate Shia LaBeouf. Oh, God, I love Brad Pitt, it. and Jason Isaacs is fine. So it was interesting, <laughs> so it was interesting to read that Shit Shire was annoying those two oh. gentlemen by refusing to watch on the set of their forthcoming World War II movie, Fury, in a bid to be method and cool. So what I want to know from you is, if you could pick anyone from the world of film to annoy on set, who would it be and what would you do, Tony? Uh... I couldn't think of one, but now it might be Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> just because of the stupidity of doing that. You could really piss off Shia LaBeouf by just putting episodes of Even Stevens on repeat. <laughs> That's you, you are so good in this. And then you, could, then you could show him where he's come from and where he should have stayed. You could, stop, you could stop him creating. Have you seen this thing that he's done now? Like, he's tweeting saying, stop creating, because he plagiarised someone's oh, graphic yeah, yeah. novel. And then sent a plane to fly above Hollywood with a massive... Letter saying sorry. Oh. That's what he did. Ollie, he's so good even Stevens. Yeah, well, you know how I hate like the whole method actor thing. I don't hate it, but I'm like, I'm a bit like it's cheating. So I'm like, you're taking yeah. the pretending out of pretending. So um, you know, Christian Bale and Machinist. I don't know. You've also, got that way. also because you know he went mental on that rant. Yeah. Imagine like going because obviously he's like not <laughs> to go up to him and be like, hey, have you uh, tried the new peanut butter kick out? <laughs> so tasty. You have like, to stop him like, during the shoot. Like, <laughs> it's a really, yeah. really important. Well, I imagine if like, no, I haven't tried it. Like, just give me that. Oh, I mean, you, you can have a bite. I mean, I've got, I've got literally loads in my bag. But I, I don't, I just leave the bag. It'd here. be so <laughs> intense. Like, and then my wife, hey Christian, do you want to get in on this uh, mac and cheese yeah, yeah, yeah. order? <laughs> are you not? Are you not gonna? Are you okay? Okay, no worries. <laughs> Big Mac. No, I mean, you're, you're a Big Mac guy. He's a Big Mac guy. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm doing. Mac. I'll pick it down for ah, two. You gotta have lunch. Come on, it's a big. We'll have a Big Mac for Christian. <laughs> man. Uh, Mark Stack. Um, well, mine is how I, you could definitely really piss someone else off, but now I don't think I actually would want to do it because I think I'd get in serious trouble. But <laughs> I'd ask Spike Lee to, re- to uh, direct the remake of Birth of a Nation, probably the most racist <laughs> film ever made. <laughs> with an all-white cast, it. with someone blacked up as the black guy, like they did in, like, 1912, was it? Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> I don't think Lawrence Olivier was in that film. He was the last, he was the last on-stage actor oh, right, who blacked up. Black up. Oh, right, OK. He was brilliant. <laughs> I'm not a racist, but Lawrence Olivier. Right, yeah, but that would really piss That would piss him, him off. That would piss him off. Um, I'd dress up like a Hasidic Jew and sit in uh, Mel Gibson's dressing room. <laughs> you think Mel? You know what he do? Allegedly. That's true, that could end so badly You'd kill me. you, Callum. Yeah, that would end yeah. really, really badly for me. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. 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 The well, lawyers helped me with the wording. Mine was going to just be to shake Daniel Radcliffe every time he acts. And he goes, Why aren't you better? He's so bad. Also, David Tennant. I, I might make wanna, him better, though. I don't know, punch him in. David Tennant, head. stop using your eyes. Just shave off his eyebrows. Yeah. Like, now try it. Now. <laughs> take up his eyelids as well because then he just constantly be like that anyway don't blink or move your eyebrows I was born a free man 
live with my family in New York. Be good for your mother. Until the day I was deceived. To Solomon. Kidnapped. Sold into slavery. Well, boy, how you feel now? My name is Solomon North. I'm a free man. And you have no right whatsoever to detain me. You're no free man. You're nothing but a Georgia runaway. So, uh, the reason we're all here this time around is to review a new film. And the film we've picked this week is one creating a lot of buzz at the moment, 12 Years a Slave. It's directed by Steve McQueen, who directed Hunger and Shame before. Uh, quick synopsis of the plot. It's based on the true story of Solomon Northup, a free slave from New York, who was kidnapped and sold into slavery in New Orleans in the middle part of the 19th century. The film then follows the next 12 years of his life in captivity under two slave owners, first Benedict Cumberbatch, and then a delightfully psychotic Michael Fassbender. Mm. It stars Chiwetel Ejiofor as nice, Solomon Northup, nice. Michael Fassbender, Lupita Nyong'o, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Brad Pitt. Now, one thing I've really noticed about this film is there is no time frame, no time references throughout the film. Mm. The beginning looks the same as the end, and you don't really get a sense of like the shift. How important do you think that is for the character? That's obviously like a conscious decision he's made, Mark. Yeah, um, very important because... It, as I'm sure it did for the, for the real Solomon, um, everything every day would have blurred into one. It would have been absolutely. He was a free man, like he was quite a well-respected man within his community as well. So he was living a great lifestyle. Then one day it's taken away from him. So every morning must have been so hard for him. It's sort of obviously you can't compare, to it, but the fact that it all blurs into one, there's no timeline. Sort of makes you. It's sort of a way to try and show you how he would feel. Like, he had no idea what was going on, like, with, with time, how it was passing. Mm. Yeah, because you'd have been like, oh, there's the only fact, six years left. Yeah, and the fact that it's 12 years, you know that, and you see that, you, you just know that anyway. Because it's makes it sort of, Yeah, it makes yeah. it sort of, of worse. You kind of imagine that was the whole 12 yeah, years. Yeah, you're like, there's more of this left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I check my phone, I'm like, please say this is new. And there's no, like, countdown as well. There's no, like, oh, soon he's going to... A lot of films you'd see three years later, two years later. There's none of that. So it's just it's just this one hellish nightmare he's in the whole time. Yeah. And this it also, because there's no time shifting, you don't see... The audience doesn't see the time progressing, and you don't see the... Yeah, exactly, you don't get the countdown. Like, oh, he's going to get freed soon because it's almost the end of his 12 years. I think Another thing that goes on forever, there's a scene in it where he... <clears throat> is sort of half hung. It's not too much of a too much of a spoiler to say it. That was just left hang. He was just left hanging there mm. for for I don't know how long it was. It felt like two or three minutes to me. But yeah. Harry, for you, like that bit, what did that kind of symbolise about the film? Yeah, that was that was exa- the way that nothing in the film was overdone. The best thing about that scene was the fact that everything was just going on as normal. And it was like a real, it was basically showing and shoving the audience's faces. The reason this is so cruel is because this was happening under the nose of people and they weren't doing anything about it. Mm. To the point there was kids playing and enjoying themselves because they're used to a guy hanging. Mm. So it was the, the whole point, I think one of the, the most cruel thing about the whole film was every person that you saw that wasn't doing anything about it. And to the point where he couldn't even get out of it because no one would listen to him. So it, was, it, was, it, was, it summed up the whole film. It sort of hammers home that like the brutality has just become normal. Yeah. For everyone, yeah. And all the all the all the scenes in the in the the dancing and stuff as well was horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're just like his toys, basically. Yeah, like, no one's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's a massive focus and look of the specificities of the beast of slavery, rather than looking at the history of it or the reasons why. It's just focusing on how horrible it is and the pain of it and the brutality. That's the biggest thing I got from oh, it. Is, is that a good thing? Does it? Does that then hammer home it more than it does in, say, other films about slavery? Because it's just focused on the brutality. 
or do you think it was lacking? Because I think it's hard to use words like good and bad because it's obviously so provoking and like striking. I think it's important. Like the first thing I said was that's a very important piece of cinema that I think most people should see because it showed. It, it, I was ignorant to really what slavery was like until I saw that film. But in terms of like a plot and and themes and character journeys and things like that, I, I don't actually think it's. I don't think it's thick with, with that. I thought it was, I, but I, not about the, like a character journey, but I just I see it as like. The study of human nature was basically what that film yeah, was. Yeah, a study or an observation. Which, yeah, which is which is what which Stephen Queen is because Stephen Queen's an artist and he made yeah, an artistic film. Exactly. And yeah. I think it just elevated. It was one of the first films that you come out and oh shit, films can actually make you learn and films can actually make you see something differently instead of just going there and being entertained. It actually makes mm. you think and like to, to leave a cinema and actually be made to think about it and also made to think. The first thing is how would I react in the situation and stuff. Like Benedict Cumberbatch, you think he's a good guy, but really he's just kind of sweeping it all under the carpet. And seeing that the, the, seeing the um. The, uh, the conflict in every single character of what they were doing. Like, Fassbender is completely in love with this slave. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't know why he is. Yeah. And he acts out because of it. Because yeah. he can't understand why he's yeah. in love with her. Yeah, Mark, this, that, that thing about Fassbender, let's talk about Fassbender, because Chiwetel Ejiofor is rightly getting highly praised for his performance. Very good, extremely dignified. Mm. But Michael Fassbender, I think he steals the film. What do you, yeah. What's your opinion mm. on this? Uh, yeah, I couldn't help but feel that as well. And I think he's almost a certainty for a. Uh, a best supporting actor mm. um, the Oscars because he does it's kind of hard to steal a, fi- steal a film that's about like, <clears throat> such a strong subject but in terms of like looking at performances you, you just think that is just that is just really good the, f- the way he he is so brutally evil the way you can see that in a conflict that Harry talked about it's so layered because he's yeah but there was a bit when he was talking the intimidating bit as well when he was walking when he was talking to Solomon instead of just Yelling at him, he was yeah. saying like, "What'd you, what'd you tell her? What'd you say to her? What'd you yeah, say to yeah. her?" It was so good. You just what he <laughs> he just scared power. me he like he just scared me whenever he was on the screen. So I was thinking, gonna he's going to do something brutal yeah, yeah. soon, yeah. and then he'd sort of lead you up to it and then not do it, or he would do it. And it's yeah, for, it was, for me, it was, there was, it was amazing. There was uh, there was two p- particularly potent scenes in the film. We covered the first one, the hanging scene. The other one was. There was there's a whipping scene. Now the whipping yeah. goes on throughout the film. It happens all over the place, yeah. but it's mainly on in the background. Yeah. Now there's one where it just throws it right into your face, and people say like these it goes on this, for a while again. It goes on for a, a long horrible, time. Horrible scene. And um, there's people that would say you know that the gore and violence you know doesn't add anything to the film, and it's just it like does. It's, yeah, yeah exactly idiots. It does. It really does. <laughs> you've got this stuff going on in the background, and you don't focus on it, and they just throw it right into your face, and you're like, this is. Yeah, yeah. Of what that was like, what it was like the yeah. state of it, because they just focused straight onto it. Now, like, I, did you find that a difficult thing to watch, Ollie? Like, I found it really difficult I, to watch. I, I found it really difficult to watch. That was, for me, the most emotionally um, moving scene um, in the film. I mean, and there are others, and compared to a lot of films I've seen, you know, it really did. I, I wouldn't, I never find myself sort of looking away, but I think I actually might have done when it, you know, they, and the, the, the makeup artist's tremendous job on actually her back when you, you do see it, and I think I looked away because it. It's, it's harrowing, and it's that's what for me. I did walk out of the cinema, and the biggest thing that stuck with me was how brutal slavery is. Like that's that. the point. Like you said, it's a study, it's an observation. Yeah. I, I said, I said earlier to you, it was probably a bit crude. I said it's almost a documentary. Only everyone's dead, so they used actors because they reenacted his story but that's so accurately. But that's all it is. It's a, it's a reenactment. It, it needed to be there. Like I almost needed to be there because no, 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 no. Yeah, it needed to be there because it's an art, and if you, there's no point in just shocking to shock. Mm. If, you, if you, there's a complete reason behind it, it's like no, this actually happened. So I'm yeah, showing absolutely. you, and you, you wouldn't you wouldn't walk away with an impact if they made a rom com out of it. No, it's honest truth. Yeah. I just want to ask one question before we go and give our reviews, of, our ratings of it. 
is um, this might be a slightly controversial question, but has, is this film because it's getting so highly reviewed? People are saying, I mean, it's seen saying one of the greatest films ever made, etc., etc., etc. Do you think that's because of the theme, or do you think it's because of the filmic quality? And I'll give you one reason why I think the theme is outweighing the filmic quality. This film won one Golden Globe, yeah, and it won Best Picture. But it didn't win any other Golden Globes. The Golden so that's basically saying that in no... Well, to me, that's saying in no area was this film better than another film. The Golden it's Globes. It's just because Sorry. it's 12 Years a Slave, it should be Best Picture. Mark, what were you going to say? The Golden Globes are often seen as a bit more of a light-hearted um, awards yeah, like ceremony. The prestige it's not, yeah, that. it's not always the best indicator for Oscars. This year's a really strong year, so it is, it is difficult. However, a film of... Like a film like Twelve Years a Slave is an incredibly difficult subject matter. So to make it this good and this um, harrowing, because you know a lot about slavery, we've seen other thing, things about slavery, we've even maybe seen documentaries, read stories, anything about racism as well, but it's still so striking. Mm-hmm. It doesn't teach us anything new, I don't think. Mm-hmm. You know that this yeah. happened, but it's still manages to have a massive effect so I think it is really well done but the question is more and, and, the, and you the talk about was, the was two. one of the best films ever made yeah no but yeah and it was I th- yeah I think it, I think it's I think it's one of the best films I've seen in a in very ter- long time in terms of it's perfect it's, ex- it's like exquisite like the execution of what it is you can't compare a film like that to a to a popcorn film that I love like but, but you can't for what it was it was absolutely it was absolutely perfect and even even like building up to it you know like um, Stephen Queen's been learning he looks up because he's watching Hunger and he kind of I almost like almost like afraid to make it visually um, um, beautiful in a horrible situation. Yeah. You watch Shame, which now just seems as him just practicing the wide yeah, shot, yeah, yeah. and then you come to this when it's just it was so and like it amazing. yeah, it looked every, amazing, every and it, it didn't, it, didn't ma- and it, it was weird but, to have that, that compared to the fact yeah. that it was slavery, but it looked incredible. So you, so you think it's achieved what it set out to achieve as well as it could possibly? It's like, have done. It's like a perfectly made film. Okay. I disagree in terms of what Steve McQueen said himself. Mm. He says this film is more. He says more than slavery. You know, it's about sort of human dignity. It's about love and hope. I didn't get that nearly as much as I did in the second film we're going to talk about. Now, I, I don't want to go into that yet, but yeah, there's that. reasons why for it. Like, I, I, I agree that it's a, a beautiful, like you said, an artist, like a painting, a look, a study, an mm. observation, a reenactment of that truth, of that story. It's so accurate and it's brilliant. But that doesn't mean that you can get more from an, an accurate, perfect sort of, say if you will, a painting that looks at someone and draws them, I don't think that can necessarily gives you more than something that's abstract. For instance, say in other films, when there are themes and plot lines and questions that arise, that can still get you thinking about the subject just as much as an accurate portrayal of it. For instance, this film is just a massive look at how brutal slavery was. Massive, it's just so horrible. No, no, it's just, slavery, slavery's used. The, the, slavery is something that's, yeah, used, that's used to have everything else, like to, to grab the performances out of it, to, and to, like, to have, to have it's, a, it's a man's journey against, against something, which is pretty universal. Okay, guys, let's do out of ten. Remember, it's a decimal. We haven't done this for a while. Ollie, you start. Eight. Eight dead. 8.0. Boom. Okay, Mark? 9.4. 9.4. Wowzers. I have to say ten. Ten? Oh, you sick of me. I just said it was a perfect film. I don't know if I got back in <laughs> yeah. yeah, you justified uh, what you said. 8.5. I'm going to give it. Yeah, I'm going to give it 8.5. So very high from everyone. Very high. Great great film. Best film of the year, probably. Rush. Wow. Some big films. <laughs> yeah, I did. Dallas oh, I mean, last year. You just gave that 10. How could you possibly get it? not be the best film of the year. There were was so many perfect <laughs> movies this year. Rush was perfect. Rush was dead. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> amazing. 
days ago I was with my family in my home. Now you tell me all is lost. If you want to survive, do and say as little as possible. But I don't want to survive. I want to live. I will survive. I will not fall into despair. I will keep myself hardy till freedom is opportune. So that was some pretty weighty stuff, so let's lighten the mood a little bit with some Three so Fast, weighty. Three Furious. <laughs> so now it's time for that with your host, Tony Harrison. Stop uh, crying, buddy, it's okay. Sorry, I just had to shake off that. <laughs> in a horrible day. Game face on, put that booze down. You've done so well. <laughs> hung over yesterday. and then made the words, I'm in 12 years or so. <laughs> just need a break. I'll sit in the room with Luckily. I only, I only read this is... Oh, no, okay, whatever. Ready to go? Right, so time I'll give you 30 seconds... So, have you got yours ready? Yeah. Okay, so starting from three, two, one, go. Grudge match, De Niro versus Stallone. Who can shit on their own careers the most? Stallone has pulled out of retirement for a grudge match with De Niro, which obviously Stallone would win because he's Stallone. De Niro is like 70 years old and not built like a brick house. Next. Right. Son of Hercules looks like a spoofing gladiator and trying to be bad at it. The lead actor Hercules is so bad he says one line in a three-minute trailer. One I can't believe they even made a trailer for this movie. Divergent. Sometime in the future, some chick fails a test. Everyone thinks he's special or some shit. I had no idea what was going on. It's just one of those shitty Hollywood films trying to be Twilight. You did that with three seconds of spare. So nice. you, you have really. No, you, you I, think that says, <laughs> I think that says something about the quality of the films you picked. <laughs> was, wow, uh, they were terrible. <laughs> I didn't even hear what the third one was, but I'm going to go Diversion. with that. It was divergent. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Name. It literally doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just name. that film that Hollywood make every year. <laughs> who, who went? Who went? Who went? Let's get two geriatric boxers <laughs> to fight each other. Stallone, oh, so De Niro as well. Like. Oh no, it's a shame. It's, come on, man. I just don't. Have some dick. Now we're old. I'm not. Hey, Robbie, you want to find me? You want to. We were fucking. Stop breathing at me like that. <laughs> the worst thing is Stallone, Stallone's still like built like Stallone. And in the, yeah, in yeah. the thing, De Niro it just hasn't made an effort. Weren't you like a method actor? Oh, that's when I gave Oh, so what you're doing now is. Yeah, just phoning so, it. So the thing is, kids are going to be like, hey, isn't that guy of Meet the Parents? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's exactly. he doing there? With that guy from The Expendables? They're not going to get it. And anyone who cares about they them won't watch, watch it. We normally, we, we normally pick the one we want to watch. Um, none of them. What was the second one again? That was the, probably the funniest. The Son of Hercules. Oh, <laughs> 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 and trying to be bad. That's why I want to see Son that. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> he has the one line is when he just has a shout. They obviously, they got, the bus got him in. He did it and they're like, He's terrible. Obviously, he's muscular. So that's why he got it. Uh, I would watch Divergent because it would it would actually be like, you know, you stick it on and it'd be like probably about two stars, and you you could just have it in the background, like, yeah, and just be on. Kind of masturbate when, when it's on or something. I I think I'd definitely watch the first. Just I know it's going to be crap, but at least it's got De Niro in it. I don't think I could. I honestly don't think I could. Because you're worried it'd make you feel bad. How many Rockies? <laughs> how many Rockies have you watched? <laughs> I love Rocky so much. Enough. So the thing <laughs> is, the thing that hard you hit. The thing is, I don't think it can like ruin the Rocky franchise no. any more than they've done. But they, it could taint Raging Bull. Yeah, it no, could. It could can't, can't. Why did they have Couldn't have been Schwarzenegger. No, but that's the good thing. Oh, no, because Schwarzenegger's still massive. Movie. He can. Yeah. Schwarzenegger would just punch him out of a wall. Like. <laughs> the bit of bodybuilding. <laughs> no, they should just reprise like Conan the Barbarian. Rocky versus Terminator the Barbarian. We do hereby claim salvage on the high seas of the Spanish ship La Amistad and all her cargo. Your Honor, here are the true owners of these slaves. These slaves, Your Honor, are by rights the property of Spain. 
I will call into the past and beg my ancestors to come and help me. For at this moment, I am the whole reason they have existed at all. So this week's archive film, carrying on the slavery theme, is Amistad, a film from 1997 directed by Steven Spielberg. This is another true story, and this film looks at the court case that followed the taking over of slave ship La Amistad by African slaves who were being illegally traded in the mid-19th century, so the same kind of time period as 12 Years a Slave. Worried about the implications for slavery in their own country, the American establishment tried to have the slaves, among them Jimon Hunsu, sent to Spain where they will face certain death, while abolitionists Morgan Freeman, Matthew McConaughey and the superb Anthony Hopkins as former President John Quincy Adams tried to help them win their freedom. Uh, also in the film, I think I've covered most of them, is Chiwetel Ejiofor, the, uh, so, who played Solomon Northup in 12 Years a Slave. Nice. He plays a translator, so there's a good link there as well. So... Uh, Right, let's start with I was a different kind of thing. It covered it covered a broader range of themes. It was like legal, historical, cultural, political, rather than just you know the personal aspect and the personal journey of one one individual. Uh, Ollie, did you think it was like? Did, did you think it gained from that, or it made it worse that it tried to cover such a broad range of topics? Yeah, well, I, th- I think obviously one was to do something about slavery. It's a, it's an amazing story, um, but there's so many themes that you know that, that, that come out, like the idea you know because you've got. You've got sort of Sinke and, and Matthew McConaughey's character. Sinke is Jimon Hunsu's character, the, sort of the, the, the leader the of the slaves. The main African um, slave. And then you've got um, Matthew McConaughey, who plays Baldwin. The sort of, um, he's the estate agent who sort of rises up and represents him in court. The idea that both these he's characters... He's a lawyer. He, yeah, he's a lawyer. Sorry, not estate agent. He's um, a... <laughs> you guys want to sell some houses? I think this guy was an estate agent. <laughs> no, no, no. And he... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the film. I can't be sure. Well, no, I'm sorry. No. I think these dudes were trying to build a ship. <laughs> As Mark um, pointed out, he's a real estate lawyer. But we laugh. But his point is, his main thing at the start is all about ownership. But so I like that. You know, you've got these two people that come from different ends of the world, different spectrums, different contexts, different backgrounds. But yet they're both going on like a journey of becoming who they're meant to be. The idea oh, that, so it's one of those films where people go on a journey. No, but it's the idea that, 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 that you know you could be different parts of the world, but there's there's aspects of humanity that reign true regardless. You know, you have leaders that emerge. You have the idea that of you know, and and those themes of humanity and, and hope conquer the situations that sort of ruined humanity, you know, the reasons that we're flawed, but then you have sort of the idea that there are ideals that transcend that, which is massively what you get in like, Amistad. I think that's what he's pointing to. And um, he's, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of it's trying to understand slavery and, and show what it was like at the time, that contextual, contextual look. The fact there's a court case almost um, symbolises the fact you've got people that are pro-slavery and people that are against slavery. So I think all those sort of themes um, come into play in, in the film for me. So those are like kind of the themes, but like the way it's put together... Uh, Mark, I know you didn't have a... A particular enjoyment of the more humorous aspects of it. You, I, you hate Steven the Spielberg's shit, way, of, <laughs> way of working. Like the flower pot suit Randy Hopkins is doing the flower. I'm Spielberg's biggest fan, let me say that before. Cause he he does of, this in every film. He does, yeah. And um, I think one of the biggest problems for me is that I watched 12 Years a Slave two days before it. And <laughs> it's flash in my mind, Harry watched so. it two hours before. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so for Harry, it was probably like a light there. Like, he probably felt a lot better. I didn't see the last ten minutes of this film, by the way. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So I'm, now I'm not looking forward to going home and just finishing off <laughs> slavery. The last, um, you need to see the last ten minutes. Yeah, well, And watch it. it doesn't, it's, it's pointless. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. It's the worst bit of the film by Mark. Anyway, um, yeah, no, there's some lighter bits sort of earlier on in the film that just, I don't know, they didn't really sit right. They weren't very funny. Well, because of the theme, <laughs> because you thought it was cheesy shit. Both, both, <laughs> definitely. I don't think you should really do cheesy shit when you're talking about, like, Africans that have been taken from their country, from their families, 
and they're stuck in another country and they're mistranslating and it's meant to be funny. Oh, yeah. that was a bit. Yeah, man, broad appeal. Broad no, appeal. Was something that that was that's one way of looking at it. But yeah. you could say he's making the point that there's humour, you know, in all situations. Of yeah, yeah, which of I course, think it's true. But it and people appreciate. Of course, you think it's true. Also, that's how you get work. But also, wasn't but wasn't funny though. It was meant to be funny. It wasn't funny. That's the thing. Or clown. I just, I just, I just love a courtroom drama. Nice. What it was. Yeah, yeah, and I did quite like that. With uh, Spielberg, obviously he's he's done a lot of things that are great, but this seems so staged. I don't know why yeah. everything everything looks so dressed up. So not like, real. That's the same the way the way. It looks mean, so like they were dressed up like they were in like the eighteen fifties. They were playing. They were like no, playing. no, no. <laughs> like, the whole setting looked yeah. nothing looked like it was natural, real. It didn't look like they were anywhere in America. It it like some, like, like boom guy could just walk straight through the zoo. Yeah. Ah, oh, sorry guys. I don't know. I, 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 for some reason, I, I, don't, I don't normally notice that sort of stuff because you sort of, you know, you don't want to notice that. You want to enjoy it. But it seemed like their costumes seemed overly ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Did they not that ever have the world's biggest cravats? That is what. <laughs> they were the court, man. What, what, what people were annoyed about? Were they worried about that? No, people did I didn't say words. I said. I don't know. It was just. It was a bit. It was like it. It didn't sit right. Probably just after watching Twelve Years Day made a massive difference. And having a go at some comic bits, it did get better. To be fair. I thought that um, I really, 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 really enjoyed this movie. So I like we've had we've had a little bit of a pop up the negative aspects, just some of the more positive aspects. So let's talk about Jimon Hunsu's central so performance. Good. <laughs> now it's a bit of a strict Jimon Hunsu kind of appears to be Hollywood's go to African. Yeah. It's like let's just cast this guy as every African role possible. Yeah. Yeah. But he goes from doing something like well, he did this before, uh, where he's vet before Gladiator. So he's in, in Gladiator. He's sort of a bit more of a westernised slave in that yeah. film. This one is a completely different kind of character. Mm. He's so raw and wild because they've been just taken from their own culture in Africa. And they have their own way of dealing with things because this is, you know, that's their culture. And they transport him into a place which is so different. And it's United States 160 years ago. And people don't understand him. And he portrays, portrays this amazing way of getting across his frustration with yeah. the people around him. Yeah. And the situation... Oh, that scene, the scene with the... Um Give us free. Give us free. Yeah. I was like, that was killer. That was an amazing scene. He's incredible. I know you, Ollie, I know you had some things to say about his sort of, the way Sinke, who's his character. Just before, the, the most annoying thing ever about Jimin Hunzu is that he was in Blood Diamonds and he was, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. But that's what I'm saying. And Alan Arkin won it for Little Miss Sunshine. All he does is sit in the back of a van and complain three times in it for two seconds. <laughs> and somehow he won that over, over, like the most gut wrenching performance for like two hours. Anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In Hollywood, they're just like go to Africa. This guy can play the whole range of Africa. But let's ignore his performance when show when like it comes to awards season <laughs> yeah, for no apparent yeah. reason. Give it some old guy to do so, it. Oh yeah. So Sinke's character's journey was. Yeah. Well, I think as a character, there's an amazing arc because you know you present him as like oh he's the leader of the African slaves and doesn't speak the language and at first you're very distanced from them because it's like we don't know what they're saying and and you know we just got to deal with them. What are we going to do with them? But the point is you go through his story and and it is what about hope for him and it is about discovering who he is. And you look into his past, you, and the horror of taking, getting taken away from his family, and how much he, he loved to go home, and how much they deserve to be at home, and how he's he's struggling, and he is fighting, but with what? Which is that scene when he says, "Give us his free" is so powerful because he's kind of like ET. <laughs> it's like he's fighting so hard to do anything, and all it can be is to muster the couple of words he's managed to understand. But that is such a huge 
leap for him yeah. of, mm. to do something to say this is how I can protest I don't know what you're on about and, and we probably look like savages and, and we don't understand your big system but but yet yeah, this is give us free and there's, there's potency in that yeah. and, and there's so many points when he seems much more in the right than the whole of western civilization. oh there should be there should be when he's like exactly. there's no word for should you yeah. just yeah. do what you don't <laughs> and, and loads of things like how can a chief no longer be a chief and how can a decision made in a court be undone it, it, it pokes fun at the, the like law and, and America's judicial system compared to the people that are meant to be the savages it's really, it's, it's through, through it's his too, growth of his it's character it's too cliche that's why I don't like it I've just realised yeah but it's only yeah. cliche now because it's old but no no I mean the, the, set up, the set up the costumes everything it's like this is going to make a film about this and it's going to have this bit this bit this what, bit this bit historical accuracy yeah, yeah. no 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 well, they, what can they do they no. can't dress everyone up no 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 the way the film was made Yeah, it was just completely exactly how that film was made there was nothing challenging about it it was really easy. It was, I really loved watching it. it, it was really, really? You know what I mean? But he's not doing at the time the scene right, when the slaves get thrown off the boat. No, yeah, that, yeah, that's his challenge. No, no, no I mean, there's nothing in. I'm not saying individual not, scenes. I'm saying the way it was made up. And the way it's, it had this moment and this moment and this backstory and that. When um, when Twelve Years a Slave was trying something else, it was a different way to view that's a film. A di- that's because it's a completely different filmmaker. I, that's Spielberg being a technician. The lessons a that you've only just brought a touch on it there. The lessons this film teaches you, you know. No, no, it's got nothing on that as well. That's not what I'm saying. It's got nothing on. It's more like. It was just, it was a traditional courtroom drama. And all courtroom dramas have that bit when you're like, yeah, go for it. But it was just, it was massively, it was just completely cliched. Yeah, but it hit. It, I've seen that film a million times. Okay, so yeah, I understand there is, there is aspects of that but too. But that, that, that is a vessel for the issue of slavery. And I think what Spielberg pulls out of that issue, the history of it, the different ways to look at it, how, was, how it changed. I think you learn so much more from that than you would say from 12 Years a Slave. I think so I you don't learn anything yeah. about the history. I agree, really. I agree. You just learn it was horrible for them in the South, yeah. whereas at La Amistad you learn about the judicial process, what the different stages Yeah, but I think that's, they're, they're saying they've got yeah, tired, they're tired of that. That's like, yeah, it's more... Yeah, I'm not saying in spite of it, but I'm saying that's why I think it's fantastic. And just because it hits those points in movies that you often get, I don't. Th- I think that's a vessel that's, for that's what why, he's that's telling. Why, that's why things are better, in my view, that 12 Years is a better film. Because it's, yeah. pu- it's pushing the boundaries, it's trying something new. It's not. It's not. But just this like, was not made in 1997, so like yeah, exactly. it's a bit hard to compare. This is our. Oh, so we, are, we are. 16 we are, years old. We're, we're, we're exactly. comparing. Exactly. Now, because at the time, yeah, yeah we, we wouldn't have seen as many Spielberg films. We might not have seen <laughs> that vessel as many times. No, but Spielberg does. He's, he's basically just pure Hollywood. So when you see it, something it's like. I, I think there's more intelligence to it as well. I think that Absolutely. Twelve Years a Slave was an amazing look at one man and one man's like just like experience yeah. was this is more like what can we learn from this situation actually you do history in school I knew all about the American history I knew, I knew all the characters even the characters that pop up like oh, that's funny I didn't know like, that. What, what, what about things like we were saying like the Africans like Afri- no word for should no word for this whatever like the way Africa they're, they're so simple and clean cut yet mm. everything's got so much more murky for the Americans and there's yeah, political exactly. interest people are trying to do look out for themselves and do this, that, and the other. The speech Anthony Hopkins gives at the end, where he says we've completely lost sight of what the founding fathers meant about America, what they wanted us to do with the country. That's first, the first freedom, word he yeah. reads of the Bill of Independence: "All men are born equal." Yeah. And the whole point of the film is exactly. you've just they've just complete the whole thing about slavery is it stripped that away from the whole of American society. And yet they had to have half a court the country aren't born equal. Yeah. And, and and yeah, they had to have a court case to find that out, and that's basically yeah. the method. I, yeah. I completely take your point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more grandstanding. It's more, it's more of a film in terms of like we need to entertain. Yeah, that's as me. Well it's as just, it was it was, too, it was nothing challenging in the slightest in terms of how it was made. Yeah. Just like whack, it felt like that's, that's, out. Spielberg doesn't really challenge that. That's not really his job. His job is to. We did originally because then Jaws came out. Everyone was like, "What the." For me, 
Again, for me, that was more of an education stuff. than uh, 12 Years a Slave was. Yeah, that was more challenging. Yeah, but no, it, was, it was an education, was but it was, more, it, was seeing something, it was seeing something in the twilight of their career. And I know 97 wasn't because just on Jurassic Park and stuff. What I mean is seeing someone who's trying to do something different and new and exciting, yeah. and it was, um, it, it was incredible to look at. Seeing Spielberg, who's actually probably done about five of those films. Mm-hmm. And I just, and, 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 so it, well. No, no, yeah, yeah, I've written, yeah, no but I really enjoyed the film. I loved yeah. the film. Yeah. And I thought it was so... And I was loved McConaughey in it as well, and the performances were amazing. And then, like... It was a really good film, but I'm saying in terms of holding up to one another, the reason yeah, it was, the reason it, it, they said it was yeah. the, the Schindler's List of Slavery. We're talking about two excellent films here, yeah. and we're basically comparing two I know, films yeah, well, for me, superb you, you to touched each the point. Yeah. You said to, and, and you said that it's, it's much more of a film, and I agree. I think Amistad is a better film because it is a film. I still don't maintain that Jarvis is a film. No, no, that's it's bullshit. That's, that's, just, that's, 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 undermine, that's undermining the medium. That's, undermine, that's, what, that's what people have made you think that, that that's what a film can be. Mm-hmm. What a film can be, ultimately, is a creative process and it's a piece of art. But it also, it also yeah, maybe. one other thing I'd say is if 12 Years a Slave is trying to show you the brutality of slavery, the scenes in Amistad, which I think are more harrowing, harrowing yeah. than, than in 12 Years a Slave, because of yeah, of he dips into it for ten minutes. and goes right. That's done. Okay, Let's go yeah. in a lovely courtroom drama. Kind of does. Kind of does. Yeah. Also, it's I agree. But I came out of it more enraged than 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 anything about just the actions of these terrible. It wasn't brave. It wasn't like compared to how brave. I think, I think twelve um, years was. Twelve years is so because it's one man. It's such a more person, such a personal story. Even though you know it happened to, mm-hmm. you know, millions of people. It's so personal that for me that's way more touching. This what because you you're with him the whole time. We're with this group, you've got you've got like like Ollie said, you've got a, a rise of a you know a young lawyer. You've got all the mm. uh, the old politicians. Yeah. You've got Morgan then, Freeman. Who I, gets lost. Yeah, yeah who's does. not really he in gets it. Lost. He's only like yeah. he's That's only so in it as like you sort of feel like you're with Solomon because I feel the complete opposite. I feel you watch Solomon more, but you're much more with. Mm. I know that, more about who Sinke is. That's what, I know, but is that what these journey. guys are saying? Because Spielberg whips you up into that. That's what Spielberg the, does, yeah. yeah no, no, no. He puts you on but the side. But then you can make you feel like that. Well. I'm just saying in terms of characterisation, mm. like, I, you, don't know, you don't know anything about it. Yeah, but characterisation is not just... Characterisation is like how anyone can do it. Is This is a guy's backstory. This is what, yeah, to the point where I actually said... What is your backstory? And he told them his backstory. <laughs> no. Like that's not a clever character. Characterization is more like seeing someone in, there, in a moment when you kind of get what they are. That's cool. And the bit when he shouts him and goes, "Despair! Do not give in to despair." That's yeah, a guy, that's that's his character coming out, and he's like. That. So know. let's um, let's go do the uh, ratings quickly then. So mm-hmm. Harry, you start off. Amistad, out of ten. Uh, I did enjoy it. You <laughs> did enjoy it. So I reckon, I reckon it was a it's a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten, Mark. Um, yeah, mine are pretty similar. I'm going to go like 7.2. 7.2. 7. 7. 2. Oh, can we do points? Oh, <laughs> 8.5. 8.5. Ridiculous rating. I'm Is that better 8. than? I'm going to give it an 8.8. 8. You put that better than the slate? I think I put it better as. Have you actually? Yeah, you both. Wait two months. No. Honestly. Wait till this dies down. Go in a few years' time. And I'm not saying that in the annals of time. I'd rather put Amazon on. Every single day of the week, then watch that film again. (laughs) But I'm trying to like, I don't want to watch it ever again. This is the most important case ever come before this court because what it in fact concerns is freedom, the very nature of man. And the proof is the length to which a man will go to regain it once taken. He will break loose his chains, he will decimate his enemies, he will try and try and try. Against our odds, against our prejudices. To get home.
Ollie's challenge of the week. Over to you, Ollie. What have you got for us? Yeah. <laughs> I have. So the link in these two films is Chiotel Ejiofor. Chiotel Ejiofor. Chiotel Ejiofor. I'm definitely not pronouncing it right. No, neither am I. Tim um, Basinger? Anyway, he, he, is, he is in both films, which I present. I didn't even realise until I... <laughs> I didn't realise it until um, about 20 minutes before we started. Um, both so my so challenge, again, an attempt to, to bring some uh, some levity to this... Uh, 16 years between them. He's like 15 in the first one. <laughs> yeah, he does look young. No, he's like 20. Um, so, yeah, my challenge, Chiwetel Ejiofor is also in... What's his best role? What's his biggest role? What's his main role? Love Actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that Christmas is not over. It's one of his best films. Hey, he's, he is so bad. It's, it's going to be that moment when he, he, so it goes, he turns around to the director and goes, that'd be the best film I ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Little did he know he'd then make 12 years of slave. Yeah. Oh, and that oh, would be the really. second best film he ever made. <laughs> but anyway, he, so he's in both those films so, and he's also in Love Actually. So I thought, it's like the old drinking game, word association, and the topic is Love Actually. So we've got to go around saying actors that are in Love Actually, oh, because there is about 20 million. Yeah, are, you, when... are you doing this as well? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Okay. Should I not do it? Yeah, yeah you can. I'm going to do it, but if I fail, it just keeps going. Because <laughs> um, it's my chance. And so, who, so whoever, whoever doesn't name one within, what, a few seconds? That's a drink. That's it. I'll be judged then. I'll be yeah, judged as well. So then it goes to three, then it goes to two, and then the last one remaining is the victor. Yeah. All right. Someone's got to win. Yes. It's a light game. Come on, guys. So I'll start... Are we ready, guys? No prize place. Give me a minute. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Bill Nighy. Martin Freeman. Colin Firth. Kira Knightley. Um, shit. I'm out of there. Oh, that's so many. I just did the same. Okay, I'll start not to erase one. I'll start again. No, it's him. Oh, okay, okay. Joanna Page? I don't know if that's right or not. That is her name. Claudia Schiffer. Hugh Grant. Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> no! Rowan Atkinson, Rowan Atkinson. Oh, okay, okay you said uh, Emma Thompson. Colin Firth. I already said him. Get get out. Ah, damn it. Did you? Wait. Yeah, I already said him. Okay, I've got another one. No. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I do Liam Neeson. Oh. You, you just said the wrong one. No, you, you're not that was me. You're out. Harry has... I have Liam Neeson after whatever you have. No, Martin McCutcheon. <laughs> You, you, you get time because I gave the uh, You get five seconds more. Oh, oh, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, go. Five. <laughs> that little kid from a battle boy. No, that's not an actor. That's not an actor's name. So, did, did we get a huge draw? Yeah, we did actually. Oh, yeah, he's oh, the. Oh, oh, I couldn't believe it. Oh, I'm oh, so annoyed. Like, do you know why I said Billy Bob Thornton? Do you know why I said Bill Thornton? Because I didn't, I didn't realise we'd said Hugh Grant. So I was thinking for Hugh Grant. I was like, who played Bill Thornton? I was like, oh, the president. That was <laughs> Martin Freeman could have done. No, I did Martin Freeman. Why? I'm so excited. Because I'm not going to Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. I can't think of anyone else in it for some reason. Django. Django. Have you always been So now it's time also for the films of the weekend. 
we were used to do films of the week, but Mark couldn't think of enough days, so we're just going to stick with Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Jesus. So, Marky Stack, what's going on this weekend? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Give um, me some. Give me some movies. Friday, ITV4, 11.05 p.m., Big Lebowski. Hey, <laughs> Big Lebowski, the dude. 10.40 p.m., same night, film for Days and Confused. Good film. Classic oh. McGonagall. Yes. Yeah. Saturday, 11.30 p.m., um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. I thought you were going to get there. I thought you were going to fall asleep reading it. I've written it down in a really weird order for some reason. And then Sunday on ITV3 at 9pm is Ray. You mean the order of Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Is the way you've done? No, I just... No. Ray. So yeah, watch good. there. Oscar for Jamie Foxx. He is so good. Fax. He's Faxy. Yeah, those are all good films. Good films, Mark. There's more the enthusiasm... So maybe I want to watch them. <laughs> you, yeah, you went up. You went up. you pilot, said like a really annoyed pilot. Like oh, it's another, another flight. Ferris. <laughs> okay, Saturday at nine. Ferris Bueller's. Well, hopefully you've seen them. Uh, something, something. Like you just download and watch any film you wanted. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I mean, you don't have to. Or go watch. <laughs> when was Ferris Bueller's? What's that? Eleven forty. Watch that and Ray. Really, really. Is that possible? Really and the other two. Ferris Bueller. Record them all. No one's got them. Who doesn't record stuff these days? Jesus. I've got VHS. Who does record? Oh yeah, VCR. On a plus or oh, we don't have a t- we don't have a TV in the south. <laughs> I don't have a TV. And Mark, while you're there, uh, could you give us a bit of news about the Golden Globes and they happened this week? What happened in those? We said while you're there because you've been sneaking out the toilet. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the news. You just, you just <laughs> Golden Globes <laughs> happened. <laughs> anyway, Twelve Years a Slave won Best Drama. Yeah. Um, the th- the film that's now looking like it's going to be huge for the Oscars is the Dallas Buyers Club. Oh yeah. With McConaughey. Looks and Jared He Lincoln. is everywhere. He's doing really well. After really Mud. Up. Do you see NLC Mud? It was outstanding. Yeah, after so that, also, he's, he's, he's just really good. Film Oscar was well done. Everyone's saying um, he's gone the, his run of films right now is so ridiculous. DiCaprio he's made a bad film in like eight films. Better than when he was, when he was doing Rain of Fire and that one way went underwater with him. Almost better than that. Fool's Gold. Great film. Fool's Gold. I've been... DiCaprio won. Classic Fool's Gold. That might happen. DiCaprio. Well, we can talk about him next week, maybe. But then ah. he's going up against Chiwetel Ejiofor. Jennifer Lawrence won again. She wins everything. Yeah, that's pissed me off. Did yeah, because American Hustle did really well, but in terms of like critics and stuff, everyone's like, oh, it's just. It's I reckon everyone's right. got confused. I reckon like, they're just like, did she win it again? People are in love this with her. They're just in love with her. I think. It's like yes and no. It's like she has to win it because she's in it. Yeah, she's good. She's It'd be boring. I'd be scared of her. So everything's going too well. <laughs> I know. She did say that. Just kind of crack at me again. The calm before the storm. People are having a pop out of weight. Harsh. Fastbender. Uh, <laughs> you just said Michael Fastbender. Does it? I guess he didn't win it because um, no, he didn't. I can't remember who did now. Oh, you're just the news. Was it the guy who was in the back of the car and little bit Alan Arkin. No, I think it might. It might be the guy that's in. Dallas Bias Club. It might be. It was Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Let me pick another guy from another, another film. film. I couldn't think. Even though it happened three days ago. It's I was trying to think of worse news. Imagine if this is how the world heard this news. <laughs> it's probably another man in another film and elsewhere something else happened. <laughs> the news for You can't deny it. He's just making sure he doesn't get sued. Mark, you have been a classic fool. Jared Leto. He won it. My name is Lester Burnham. This is my neighborhood. This is my street. This is my life. I'm 42 years old, 
In less than a year, I'll be dead. So to finish off tonight's pod, we're going to do the top five from Harry Anton, which is going to be top five kidnap films, obviously, because Solomon Northup gets kidnapped at the beginning of 12 Years a Slave. Mm. So for that reason, we're going to do top five kidnap films. So Harry. Well, it's one of the things that I said I'd do when I thought there'd be more films and then I didn't really oh, work that very hard. They're really bad ones. Yeah, they? <laughs> no, but no, they're not really. Well, yeah, they are really bad. <laughs> and also questionable if you, if kidnapping. If you taken, I'm, I'm leaving. Well, that's taken out. <laughs> um, so number five, <laughs> taken is definitive. Number five okay. is King Kong. Oh yeah, yes. yes. Apart one? from the fact that it's terrible. No, I get sorry. The early one because oh, Peter Jackson's film was so bad. I hate. Stay, it. Was it? Stay in the stay in the boat, Jimmy. Go, go, go back to the boat, Jimmy. Oh, it's Why was so there a dinosaur on it as well? Why is Did Jack Black in that film? Things that came out and like swallowed them. That was weird. Trust There's no way those one pieces. The beast. Right, it's one of those lines. He goes. He one of those lines. Like, don't let me say it. Yeah, don't, don't let me say it. Get to say it, Jack. It's in your contract. <sighs> Twas beauty that killed the, the beast. My yeah, career. That, that film sucks. <laughs> I don't understand why that's so highly rated. The most recent one. Next. The original had an excuse because it was made in like the thirties. Yeah, it was a terrible film. <laughs> terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. But it makes um, top five. Next one is this is ET. <laughs> Um, well, because he gets kidnapped by the government. Uh, yeah, that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what kidnapping is? Just, no, that's good. Some, uh, the spaceship isn't kidnapping him. There's that, probably some kidnapping. That isn't ki- he's I think if you there. typed kidnapping in, it, this film would come up. It's a reverse kidnapping. No, he just gets lost. It's a not a kidnapping. kidnapping is a reuniting. What about the thing Callum, Callum just said about the kidnapping part? No, <laughs> 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 But you could argue that Earth has kidnapped him. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Oh, God, brilliant. You know, E.T. is actually the same film as Armistad, think about it. Yeah, it probably Let's is. Let's go. Cravats everywhere. Okay, good. Uh, the, the next film. film is Hostage. Seen that? Hostage. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, Bruce Willis. Torturing and- oh, 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 no. Hostel, I think no. it was, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bruce Willis is a, a hostage negotiator. And he's... I don't know what it is. is. Oh! <laughs> oh no, Bruce Willis in there. The last two are good. I couldn't decide between them. Die Hard, isn't it? <laughs> Taken should be on there. No, Taken's so bad. It's really For some reason, no one, everyone was like, well, I've never seen a film like this before. It was, like, it was just a shitter born. Yeah, I don't think so. It was absolutely yeah. awful. Yeah. Like, that was weird. Anyway, um, next one is Out of Sight, which is one of my favourite films of all time ever. Oh, yeah. I love Out of Sight. The, the, the kidnapping scene, the, the best kidnapping scene is when Jennifer Lopez and George Clooney are in the boot of the car. And oh. it's one of the sexiest scenes in history, like the music and the way they're talking to each other and stuff. I was thinking kind of, of a different film. So. <laughs> really? What were you thinking? I was like, oh yeah, isn't there like a film where a girl gets kidnapped from a petrol station? It's like a Belgian film. I thought that was kind no. of sight. Tell no one. You would if that was one of my favourite films. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say that. So yeah, that's that's, that's, that's my favourite. That should probably be in it. Okay, but, but um, okay, cool. That's probably better than ET. Yeah. And number one is Midnight Run because Midnight Run is the greatest buddy cop kidnapping movie ever made <laughs> okay Kidnapp- so Mark you give us one of your alternatives tell, tell no one definitely. you don't tell no one that's film. Yeah, yeah. superb watch it Ollivander being John Malkovich is that what it's called being John Malkovich that's because he gets, he gets kidnapped inside his own head inside his own head technically Mark. kidnapping I don't know maybe that's uh, the worst someone came in your own head can anyone say man on fire man on fire Playing the Smackdown. Oh, that's so annoying. That it's the best, the best film, film ever. Definitively. That's, that's the best film ever, not film. just the best kidnap film. I love the way it just merged. I've never seen anyone who doesn't like that film. This is a divided opinion. Everyone's like, oh, that film's amazing. But you know, it's really slow to get into it. I, I, yeah. I watched it again recently. It's like I, I, I quite enjoy that bit. I quite enjoy it. It's like 40 minutes before anything like actually happens. It's still pretty cool. It establishes the relationship. Exactly. Instead of doing a Spielberg thing of just like going, what's the relationship here? 
<laughs> well, you tell me he's an African you. and he's an estate agent apparently how can we get his backstory in when well, you just ask him <laughs> <laughs> just ask the man they will cut to Africa hey, hey, in a non-typical hey, cliche African hey, village hey, Steve, oh how did you get it I killed a lion oh did you African man you killed a lion <laughs> to be fair hey, Stephen, Africans hey, kill Stephen, lions okay. your audience are thick you need to spell <laughs> Stephen, out Stephen they're a bunch was, of idiots he was wearing a loincloth as well yeah that's <laughs> so stupid why don't we let you have that film <laughs> I liked it. I, I really, really liked it. Oh, sorry about that. Top of my list. Um, yeah, tell no one. Number one. Nah, Man of Fire number one. Okay, Man of Fire number two. Okay, Man of Fire number two. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window... Open it and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Right, so let's polish off this turd. Oh, God. Thank you for joining us for this evening's festivities. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not going to be pig. Yeah, so Start thank you for joining us. Oh, um, thank you for joining us, Callum. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoyed yourselves. Literally hundreds of people have listened to these podcasts now so that's great if you keep sharing on Twitter that'd be wicked we're not going to give an email address anymore because no one wrote <laughs> us an email <laughs> five episodes no email. what they write about great pod guys I don't even care if you do share it I'm yours we just do this for ourselves we're having a great time yeah we just got egos yeah we just got egos I just talk I just, I, just, I, just, I, just, I just like watching eight hours of slavery films <laughs> I, I don't mind separate Dude. one which is just my voice <laughs> we just turn this into a slavery again. podcast where we really get down to the issue this, this is the, the darkest por- uh, watch Amazing Grace that old that's really tough so, Ollie, thank you very much for joining us. Cheers, see you later on. Cheers, mate, see you later. See you later, Marky Mark. Um, all the best, Cal. See you tomorrow morning. Funky bunch. Who's driving? You are. Oh, I just stay around and have a summer party. You, <laughs> you share a lift to work? Slumber yeah, party. we do. We carpool, it's good for the uh, You've become an idiot. See you later. Cal's got, 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 got an electric car. See you later, Tony Harrison. You said you said later. You already heard a bit more speaking about something. Layers. Awesome. I've been Callum O'Toole, and we'll always have penis. I mean, Paris. Good, good.